where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. It's time for Curbside. He shoots, they score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score! Bring out the Zamboni! Refreshed by Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com. back to the opening drive and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and have our friend Chris Kerber. Curbs, how are you doing, sir? Carrie, I'm doing great. Uh, just sitting here at Uncle Bill's on Manchester Road enjoying a breakfast with a great friend. It's a great way to start the week. That, well, Saturday was a great way to start the season and, and you know, 5-2 to two win over the Blue Jackets. What did you see from that win and, and what were your takeaways from it? Well, you, you know what? I, I saw a team that came out with a whole lot of energy. They had a spectacular first period, got a little sloppy with the puck in the second period that allowed Columbus to get back into the game, you know, but then they, they kind of grabbed the reins again in the third period. And I thought you saw what the Blues forward depth could look like. Uh, I, I think we saw a solid defensive play. I, I thought Jordan Bennington looked really good. So a lot of positives, and I don't think you're coming out of the gate in game one expecting things to be extremely clean. And, you know, really one of the challenges, too, was Columbus was playing their third game already. They had played the night before. They lost the previous two games, and uh, so they were coming in a little fired up. I, I thought the Blues handled it all really, really well for a season opening game. Curbs, yeah, that was something that stood out to me was the fact that this team, in talking previous to the game and then afterwards, said that they were antsy, they were ready, they were watching everyone else play around the National Hockey League, then finally they get their opportunity. How much of that anticipatory you know, anxiety maybe and excitement do you think played into how well uh, they performed on Saturday night? Well, I, 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 well, the first thing is, Alexa, I think it's a, it's a veteran group. So you know, they've been through the battles for the most part. And now you still get your energy up. You still get hyped up and all. But I, I thought that by the, the sense that I got in the locker room was that they were, they were itching to go. I mean, they were, they'd watch everybody play. It was a long week. They'd, they traveled to Charleston for some team building while other teams had already started their season. It was, it was handled well, I think, by hockey operations, the coaching staff and all. And then these guys were geared up. My favorite part of that was talking to Craig Berube. And he said, yeah, you're, you're going to have your energy. And I asked about keeping it in check a little bit. And he said, well, you can keep in check. But sometimes he goes, they're hockey players. You just got to get it out of your system and go hit a few people. <laughs> and I said, okay. He goes, and, and, and this is great understanding as a coach. Because rather than try to manage the moment and overcoach the moment, you know, and I think a lot of young coaches would have, hey, guys, keep control, do this, blah, blah, go through all that other stuff. Craig Berube's approach is, ah, you just got to let them get it out. You know, like like a, like a like a sage father there, and, and and it was a great approach. Hey, Curves, talk to me about uh, Torpchenko coming back from the shoulder surgery. Uh, was not expected. It, it kind of just 
got healthy and, and was able to work his way through everything and, and showed up for that first game. What did you see from him, and, and what can we expect going forward? Well, what, what, a, what a great work ethic he showed. He stayed in St. Louis all summer. He worked on his shoulder. I mean, look, typically when a team puts out a press release, you know, it says four to five months, and, you know, we're talking maybe, you know, end of November, early December, and he's ready to go on opening day on October 15th. I mean, that's just that one credit to a young body that heals faster than us <laughs> older bodies, right? But then the other part is credit to, to him for putting the work in and getting himself ready. But, guys, it, it also – the part of that game that I think should open your eyes was not that Alexei Toropchenko got healthy and got back. That's a big part. And, and, but not just that he was in the lineup. But on the penalty kill, at one point, with a minute to go in the penalty kill – your two penalty-killing forwards were Nathan Walker and Alexei Toropchenko. It shows you that when he got called up right around the trade deadline last year and started playing for the Blues, and then at times, even before in the postseason, you might see him jump up on a line. At one point, he was playing on a second line you know, for a few shifts. It just shows you how quickly he earned the trust of this coaching staff because you're talking day one, and here's a youngster. You don't see young kids, first, second-year players, going out penalty-killing very often. And that, that's, that's the, that was a telling, very telling moment of his game for me that I'm looking forward to see how much more he gets. Curbs, that's one thing that stood out. His energy seemed, uh, you could tell when he got on the ice. Is there a chance that he does move up a line and, and does get more ice time just based off of what you saw on, on Saturday? Well, I, I, yeah, there's always a chance. I, you could see him definitely moving up if they want – a little more physicality at some point in time on, on one of those lines. But that's really going to be dictated by the guys in front of him, too. You know, I, I thought that uh, Jordan Cairo had a great spring in his step. I mean, to, to watch him skate and move the puck like he did, and Ryan O'Reilly will learn to adjust to Jordan's game, I think, which is going to be a real big key. So there's some excitement for Ryan on that side, on, on that aspect of things. You know, the, the, the Tarasenko, Thomas, and Butch Navich line, well, they were spectacular in many ways. You know, and then you had neighbors. You had Shen on that on that other line, and and to me, if, if those guys along with Barbashev, if those guys are playing well, there's really no room for Toropchenko to move up the lineup, which is fine. I mean, you've got a really good player on that fourth line, so his play will dictate that, but also the play of the players ahead of them will either prevent it or open the door for it. Curbs, when we saw Jake Neighbors break camp with this team. You thought good things for him and him doubling the lead with that backhander from close range. It was a beautiful goal and you really could see a high ceiling for him. What do you believe is the future for Jake Neighbors with this team? Just right now, just keep just just keep it simple. Just I mean, he does he develop into a, a strong offensive player? Does he develop in and you know be a, a real reliable second line, maybe third line player? Does does he eventually find himself on a top line with Ryan O'Reilly type player? I that, that all, I have no idea. But right now, all you need is Jake Neighbors to do exactly what he's doing, and that, that, is, that, is, that is go in, throw the body around a little bit, be smart on the play, uh, get high on the puck, you know, and, and, and just be smart defensively. And if you do that playing with Braden Shen, you're going to get your opportunities, and they prove that. So, um, again, I, I don't have a ton of expectations, you know, for Jake Neighbors other than that kind of play because if he does that on this team, with his offensive ability, he's going to deliver what the team needs. If he puts too much pressure on himself, tries to go you know, outside the framework too much, 
that's when you're going to hit some growing pains. So I, I, I think he's in a really good spot. You just want to see more games like game one. Hey, Curves, the Blues gave up two pretty quick goals in that second period. What did you see uh, from that? Was just that just some, some good play by the Blue Jackets or, or defensively not getting, not getting the puck out of the zone or, or taking care of what they needed to do on the defensive side? Well, that was a little bit of both, Kerry. They, 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 blues got real sloppy with the puck, you know. And, you know, look, if you go over, over the last couple of years, you know, to, to me, they always talk about the two-goal lead being the worst lead in hockey, right? Well, if you go over the – you go back to that, and the Blues have done a pretty decent job of losing two-goal leads. Mm-hmm. Now, they still won those games like they did, right? But uh, I've seen them over the last four years give up a lot of two-goal leads. And uh, that's something that you would like to see cleaned up, you know. But at the same time, and I've talked to the coaches about it, you just got to give credit to the other team too, you know. Sometimes teams come back. But they got a little sloppy with the puck. Um, the Blues are clearly the better team head-to-head against Columbus, but they'll just have to clean some of those things up. You clean up one or two of those exits, and one of those goals doesn't happen. So good that they got the win, but, yeah, you don't, you don't want to be giving up two goal leads too often in the NHL. Garbs, Jordan Bennington looked strong in the preseason, stopped 62 of 64 shots. He was strong on Saturday night as well. What grade would you give him for his performance Saturday in terms of, uh, you know, what we expected preseason to what we saw in that game? I give him an A. He, he delivered exactly what you needed. He, he allowed you to get the lead. Yeah, two goals went in there, but uh, you're going you're to win a lot of games if you're only giving up two goals. I thought he was great. His ability to play the puck is so good. Defensemen, defensemen don't have to skate an extra sometimes 20, 30 feet back when Jordan Bennington's in net because of the plays he can make. And when the other team, like Columbus, said, okay, we're going to take away the wall pass so Bennington can't do it, he just dishes it right in the middle to a guy and goes with it. And it's like having another defenseman back there. I thought Jordan Bennington was fantastic. Curbs, the next game is Wednesday night uh, in Seattle. When do you head to Seattle, and, and what are our expectations coming out of there? Uh, are we getting a victory or not? Well, we fly out tomorrow. Okay. Because of COVID, I had didn't get to go to Seattle last year. We weren't traveling with the team at the time. So I'm looking forward to our, our first look out there at Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, and and, and I, I've actually never been to Seattle, period. So that'll be I'm going to look forward to that trip. You know, uh, the, the Kraken, it's an interesting team. They've got some decent skill, but it didn't click like it did for the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, they're kind of growing into this a little bit more like a traditional expansion team. So uh, I think for the Blues, you're about to begin a road trip from there to Edmonton to Winnipeg. Uh, if you can start it off on the right foot with a win, you're, you're doing really well. So more of the same from what we saw, I think, is what I hope to see. Well, Curves, good luck to you. Best of luck the rest of the season. We'll talk to you next week and, and get some more uh, insight as to what's going on. Good luck to, on Wednesday. All right, you got it. Have a great week, you two. Thank you. Thanks, Curves.